is the point where I would like to take us on a little digression because I'm sure Alice knows this, but I, d- I think Nate might not know this. The, uh, the Royal Marines were not the only British forces deployed on the Falkland Islands. <laughs> cool boy, was there another British force that was even more psychotic than the Royal Marines. And I am talking about something called the Falkland Islands Defence Force. Yeah, it's real fucking snake eaters here. Yeah. You, you, you think Delta Force are tough? You think the SAS are tough? No, you, nothing on these guys. I cannot describe to you the face Nate is currently making, but it's one of intense trepidation. I'm, in, I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning a kind of more weird and inbred dad's army. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I, it, it's hard to define like exactly legally where it stands because it's like funded by the Falkland Islands government, but it's like sort of part of yeah, the British Army, but it, sort of not. It's basically like an official paramilitary organization, sort of somewhere in the same chain of command as a public school cadet detachment, <laughs> and at about pitched at about the same sort of level of military discipline. Exactly, but yeah, this is you're exactly right, Nate. This is what I had written in my notes: is just this is Dad's Army shit. So um, I am gonna I'm gonna read to you from a bit of Wikipedia from the Falklands Defence Force. First of April 1982, alongside the Royal Marines Party, the FIDF was mobilised to defend the islands from the Argentine invasion. Many of its members lived in remote settlements, so given the limited notice of its approximately 120 men, some 23 turned out. <laughs> the, <laughs> the following day, Sir Rex Hunt ordered them to surrender. The Argentines confiscated all of the FIDF's equipment and declared them to be an illegal organisation. For the duration of the war, some members of the FIDF were kept under house arrest at Fox Bay until the Argentine surrender. The FIDF was reformed in 1983. Now, most of them were kept under house arrest. That is, all except for one man. A man <laughs> that I will call Dad Rambo. <laughs> Dad Shooting down MI-24s with a bow and arrow. Almost. It's, it's time that we learn a little bit about Terry Peck. <laughs> Um, So, uh, Terry Peck was an islander who worked as a policeman and served in the FIDF. Here's an excerpt from his involvement in a previous Argentine incident. On the 26th of September 1966, an aerolineous Argentinus DC-4 flew low over Stanley before attempting to land at the race course. On its approach, it clipped telegraph poles and on touching down, the undercarriage sank into the soft ground, bringing the aircraft to an immediate and jarring stop. Earlier that day, the aircraft had been hijacked while on an internal flight by right-wing Argentine nationalists, known as the Condor Group, who forced the crew to fly to the Falklands, apparently unaware there was no airport. <laughs> Islanders, including Terry, assumed the aircraft was in trouble and rushed to help, only to be taken hostage by the terrorists. Despite the serious nature of this incident, there were many elements of fast, not fast, not least of which was Terry's escape hidden under the robes of a local priest acting as a mediator. Oh no, Father McMurphy. <laughs> Can I just say that this is an extremely South American right wing thing to do? Mm. This is incredible. I want to give a quick digression, and I know you got to get through your notes. Yeah. If you are interested in the brain power of the guys who would do such a thing, mm-hmm. I, I, I strongly recommend you a book entitled Nazi Literature in the Americas by a Chilean author named Roberto Bolaño. Chilean, mm-hmm. Spanish. I mean, he spent most of his adult li- life in Spain. Uh, basically, it's a f- it's a fictional literary encyclopedia of fictional writers who are all right wing in some capacity of different countries in the Americas, mm-hmm. and the ones about Latin America are fucking hilarious. Like the ones about about South America, like okay. because they are so insane, but also invariably have weird literary pretensions. Mm-hmm. Like these are the kind of people who are like let's 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 make a right wing literary review for like our soccer hooligan club. Mm-hmm. That is a 
100 percent real and they are the kind of people who are like we're hijacking a plane to make a point about the falklands and we're going to land it in a place with no airport this Amazing. is happening yeah um and uh well i love that it's basically like carry on up the falklands <laughs> like it's so like who uh misses having to be like yeah fucking uh what, what's his face uh kenneth williams is hiding you under his hassock and like fucking uh, <laughs> smuggling you out. Yeah, so in my head, this guy Terry Peck is now played by Sid James. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the allergies. Um, now, th- this is where it gets really funny because it turns out that uh, Terry Peck was literally on a list of people to be immediately arrested by the Argentine military. <laughs> 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 Your name will also go on the list. Um, <laughs> I just love that they're like that they have like a list of like biggest nutters on the Falkland Islands and he is like number one. Well, these days you would use Twitter to compile that, but like they yeah. didn't have that then, so you had to rely on prior intelligence. Yeah, anyone with a crying laughing emoji tattoo <laughs> is immediately. I, I love getting a dossier that's just entitled Los Blokes da Peligrosos or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm what g- is Spanish for flat nosed geezers? <laughs> Uh, I don't even know, man. Yeah. Um, uh, planos? Is that like Planos? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess you could say. Los Nosos Planos. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I think, I think, like, something along the lines of, yeah, like, like tipos, tipos con narices, plato, planos, or something along those lines. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. That's right. Um, I'm going to read some more from this time from Terry Peck's Wikipedia because I don't know who wrote this, but it's fucking incredible. <laughs> Having prepared a possible escape plan for some time, like, immediately, what a fucking guy. Like, this guy has a plan for this specific incident, <laughs> which at the time was considered like vanishing the unlikely. Uh, Terry armed himself with a semi automatic pistol, borrowed a motorbike from the garage of an expatriate, and fled Stanley. His first stop was Long Island Farm, home of Neil and Glenda Watson, where a party was in full swing celebrating. The Queen's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Again, psycho fucked Anglo vibes. <laughs> the people who live on the Falklands fucking rule, man. They're all mental. Um, <clears throat> this was nearly his undoing, as the party did not hear the approach of a Puma helicopter until it was too late. How loud were they celebrating the fucking Queen's birthday? <laughs> Like, how loud can you sing God Save the Queen? Um, and the house was already surrounded by Argentine soldiers. Fortunately, the search of the house was half-hearted, and he escaped detection by the simple expedient of locking himself in the toilet. Classic. <laughs> Avoiding the fucking ticket inspector on the train vibes. Um, he left for Green Patch to find locals expecting him. There he acquired cold weather gear and rashes left there by a party of Royal Navy sailors from HMS Endurance. It doesn't really say whether like deliberately or just discarded. Like un- <laughs> This guy's doing Steve MRE info shit again. Um, he then spent 10 miserable days camping in a remote part of the islands known as Geordie's Valley, where he had vanished before the occupation. Eventually, the cold sapped his morale and he risked a fire for the chance of a hot meal. Unfortunately, just as it was ready, he accidentally knocked it over. It was the lowest point of his escape, and demoralized, he sought help from Trudy Morrison at Brookfield Farm. A warm meal and a bath improved his mood, and with the help of other islanders, he recovered weapons hidden by the Royal Marines who escaped during the invasion. <laughs> This is less of an insurgency and more you're just camping by that yeah. point. Now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine anyone who would be more concerned about this about like this man coming into the possession of Royal Marines weaponry than the Royal Marines. It's <laughs> like, like, holy shit, do not give that guy a machine gun. We've met him before. He's mental. Um, on the 21st of May... 
He finally heard the news he had been waiting for. Isabel Short, a resident of Port San Carlos, issued the cryptic message. We've just received a lot of friends over the shortwave radio. I assume this is a swingers thing. Uh, when the BBC confirmed the landing, T- Terry immediately set out to link up with British forces. He's living the boomer dream. He absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, nothing could be more your dad than this. Like you're, you're basically doing shitty camping for queen and country. Oh, 100%. Um, and I'm going to come back to Terry Peck later later in the episode to find out what, what happens to him, the most Rambo dad who ever lived. Um, so just to like recap some early war stuff, uh, there, was, there was a whole thing where the Argentines had all these missiles and fighter jets that they bought off of the French, French yeah. which was basically their only functioning military equipment. The French then found it quite embarrassing that the Argentines were at war with one of their major allies. And so the French began training the RAF to like fight French fighter jets and like giving them all sorts of like weird details on like how to evade Exocet missiles. It was very, I just like, I love the image of the French being like, we are very sorry about selling all of these weapons to a fascist dictatorship. We did not know that you we're going to have a war with them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, the Israelis were just arming the Argentines, mm. just just fully at it. Um, Agents of chaos, shit. I do respect that aspect of Israeli foreign policy to just mm. be like, yeah, no, we'll just do the the most dudes rock thing in any given situation, which in this case is arming the fascists. Yeah, they're doing like epic meal time, but for wars. Like the Israelis <laughs> just want to see more explosions. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and so then um, uh, uh, the British submarine HMS Conqueror sunk the General Belgrano. There was some controversy over gotcha. this. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. There was the controversy was basically based around whether the Belgrano was leaving the theater of operations or maneuvering. And eventually, the captain of the Belgrano said that he was actually maneuvering, so it was like illegal. Yeah, sinking, but th- this but. was like I, it's kind of embarrassing that this was like the biggest left opposition to the to the war was like margaret thatcher getting confronted on television by your actual mum as opposed to your <laughs> actual dad who is out camping and yeah. like trying to shoot down helicopters he's trying your to work out how mum, gpmg works <laughs> yeah your actual mum is on the tv like really laying into margaret thatcher about how the belgrano was supposedly sailing out of the exclusion zone <laughs> 